Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking Get so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. Visit them at milwaukeeadmirals.com. Welcome in Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Check them out online, MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. Get your playoff tickets. Game one tonight. Game two tomorrow night. So tomorrow, if you go to the Bucks game at 5 to form at 2.30, once that game is done, you just hop on over to Panther Arena, stay downtown, uh, and go check out uh, the Admirals and scream your head off one more time. You could... Go nuts in two different playoff games, just blocks apart from each other, back to back between the Bucks and the Admirals coming up tomorrow. $8 tickets. You can get in to see an Admirals playoff game for $8 tonight or tomorrow. We always talk, or at least I always talk, about affordable family fun with Admirals hockey. And it's always about entertainment. $8? How much does a movie cost nowadays? Is it like $10? Something like that? It's enough to keep me from going to the theater. Well, I mean, Tuesdays at Marcus, you get like $5. I mean, that's that's a great deal. Um, but I think it's like 10 11 12 bucks, whatever the case may be nowadays. So, I mean, from that aspect, you, you get to go watch you know, three-hour hockey game, whatever the case may be. Your kids are going to be more entertained than they are sitting in a movie theater probably where they're going to get bored out of their mind. Lots of uh, stuff going on throughout the game. Great concession stand, great food. Uh, at the Admirals. So again, I'll talk with John Greenberg, president of the Admirals, coming up here in about a half hour. Also, going to check in with J.R. Radcliffe from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel coming up here uh, in about 10, 12 minutes. Uh, look forward. He was uh, uh, watching Brewers baseball yesterday. Got to talk somewhat about uh, the Brewers. 
Uh, he's a sports trend reporter for the Journal Sentinel. Got to talk somewhat about the Bucks. Uh, I want to talk about the Giannis mural on a building in downtown Milwaukee as well, because we really haven't addressed that or talked about that at all yet uh, on the big show. So I want to get his thoughts there too. Uh, so lots to get to with J.R. Radcliffe coming up. I I, I have a an NBA question for y'all. Not buck specific. Not buck specific at all. Not in any way, shape, or form. Do you prefer the style of NBA that we have during the regular season? Or do you prefer what we're seeing in the playoffs from the NBA? Which style do you prefer? Do you prefer the up and down, three-point shooting, go crazy offense where games are like 120 to 115, 115 to 113, those type of games? Uh, or do you prefer the more physical style of basketball, more defense played, more hard fouls, less offense, less whistles throughout the course of a game of what you're seeing in the playoffs? As a fan of the NBA, which style do you prefer more? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 AM The Fan. Which style do you prefer more? The regular season? Up and down, not as much defense, a lot of three-point shooting and uh, and so forth. Uh, or do you prefer the more physical, lower scoring uh style of play that we're seeing from the NBA in the playoffs? Because to me, they're two different styles. Like this, this NBA is not the same NBA we watched during the regular season. And it's all dictated by how the refs are going to call the game, obviously. So obviously, there's been a concerted effort to not blow the whistle uh, in the playoffs and take away from the playoff games. Because I guarantee you that the NBA has heard time and time and time again that these referees are trying to be the show uh, instead of letting these guys letting these guys play the game. And I'm sure they've listened and said, fine, no problem. We'll cut down on blowing the whistle. We'll let these guys play more. And that's what's happening. I'm curious the answer to this question because this is very reminiscent of the 90s to a certain degree. It really is. Maybe not as physical as the 90s, but it's there where you're having teams score in the 80s and early 90s uh, in playoff games. This, what we're seeing now, is the reason why they got rid of hand checking. This, what we're seeing now, uh, is kind of why the NBA has put different things into place to make the game more high-scoring. Three-point shooting, beautiful. NBA loved it. Steph Curry, you want to take a bunch of threes and have the rest of the NBA take a bunch of threes, that's great. Won't be as physical. There'll be long rebounds, more transition opportunities. Because if you remember going back then, it was a lot of, man, these guys can't shoot free throws. These guys aren't that good shooting jumpers. What happened to our league? That's a lot of what happened after Jordan left the league. And you're having these high school comes high school players come in the league that weren't ready to play in the NBA. And then eventually you end up having the college rule get put into place um, and the rules continuously change uh, going forward. Now, because of Steph Curry, uh, a lot of these kids now are really working on their jumper and practicing their shot um, at a much younger age and working on it coming through. Which is, I think, a good thing. I don't think it's it's necessarily a bad thing at all. I am not one that likes a lot of three-point shooting. Just not a fan. And you watch a regular season game, and it's one three-point shot, one three-point shot, one three-point shot, one three-point shot. Man, wake me up when it's over. Like, to me, that is just a boring thing to watch on TV. Just boring. 
I like transition basketball. I'm into that. I'm maybe one of the rare guys that liked the low post game back in the day of the the whole thing of, are they going to double down? Is he going to pass out of it? Uh, All that stuff. The dream shake from Hakeem Olajuwon. If he played today, there would be no dream shake because they'd never give him the ball down there. Instead, they'd have him out on the wing attempting to shoot a bunch of three-pointers and not even worrying about playing with his back to the basket. Never would have got any of that. Barkley? I don't don't know how Barkley would have played in today's NBA. I'm not quite sure that would have worked because, again, he doesn't drag out a defender necessarily out of there with him to take a shot because he couldn't shoot at all, and nor did he care about trying to get better at it. So for me, again, I like this style of play. I like letting them play and doing it. Now, is it going to result in more injuries? I think it's probably going to. I don't think Gary Payton's going to be the last one that you're going to see get hurt because of some uh, you know, technical foul going for the ball, hitting a guy in the head, and he goes, goes flying into the, the, the post holding up the, the hoop or whatever. Like that, I don't think it's going to be the last one. I really don't. I think you're going to have a couple more injuries along the way here from teams where guys are going to get hurt because they're letting them kind of figure out where the line is uh, and then whether or not they can step over it or not. We had Marcus Johnson on earlier, and I brought up the physicality, and he just straight up started laughing. Like, man, this is a physical man. Go back and watch the 80s. That was physical. Guys just getting clotheslined by, like, Bill Lambeer and stuff like that. That was the physical style of play. Fine. Agreed. No question. But it's more physical than what you see in the regular season. This is totally different than what you see in the regular season. I like this style of play. Give me this style of play all year, and that, that's good. Because then it's not going to be, well, these guys don't play defense. Uh, you know, these guys, these guys don't care. None of that stuff, none of that would be around anymore because of what would be allowed essentially by the referees because they control pace of game. They control how it's going to go. If they want to muddle up the game and blow the whistle a bunch of times, they're going to. And then there's no rhythm to the basketball game, and that's horrible to watch. There is no fun in watching that. So for me, give me what I'm seeing now in playoff basketball, uh, and you can pass me on what we watch in the regular season. Uh, A.R. Adam Roberts, for you, NBA, do you prefer the regular season, jump shooting threes, no defense, lots of transition, high scoring games, or do you prefer now what we're seeing in the postseason, which is a lot more physicality, not as many whistles, uh, and so forth. Okay, so my perspective on this is before I worked here, I was doing in lacrosse a lot of high school basketball, doing play-by-play, oh, okay. covering nice. it a lot. And what I noticed as I would, I've been doing it for almost like eight or nine years when I was out there, and over time I noticed the impact that the NBA had on these kids that were playing the game. They would kind of adjust their styles to what they were seeing on TV. And we've talked about this before. It happens. So one of the things that I really didn't like was watching these kids, quote unquote, emulate their favorite players by one, two, three dribble step over the half court line and just throw up a three that has no chance of hitting. And then it's right back the other way, which you know, gets old pretty quickly when suddenly you're looking at the statute and it's like, oh, for nine shooting from three for both teams. Right. So what I like when in my basketball is gritty down underneath stuff. And sure, games might be like what we saw from the first game against the Bulls and the Bucks. It might be who gets to 100 first might win the game. That's fine. I don't really care. I just want to see effort. 
And that's correct. One of the hardest things with NBA regular season basketball is trying to invest my time in watching a game, even if it's the Bucks. And I, you know, I've never been the hugest Bucks fan, but they've won me over over the years. But what's really been a problem for me to get really truly invested in NBA basketball in general is just trying to watch these guys. And it just looks like I know they're the best athletes on the planet. They're the best at their sport in the entire world. But it just seems like at times that they're just there to be there. And they're not like trying to get at each other. And it doesn't feel like an engaging no. and, con- and, quality and, content. And, right. Agreed. Uh, and thanks for your input on this. I, For me, I, I just I agree with you that the effort and so forth just doesn't appear to be there as much. Not that they're not trying. I think they are trying. But the energy and um, the way you go about it is different. And I, I brought up before to Gary and Leroy, I think the NFL is kind of similar. Like, you're, it's not that they're lackadaisical and they're not trying. Because if you do that, you're going to get killed or get yourself hurt, obviously, right? But the intensity level in a game goes up, I think, in a playoff game versus in week five or week six. That, that's my thought. You know, if you get the Packers in a playoff game against San Francisco or the Packers at home against the Jets in the middle of the season, I think the Packer Niner playoff game is going to be at a higher intensity than, say, a Packer Jet game in the regular season. Now, that, that's different to a certain degree if you have rivals, right, where you don't like the team or you've struggled to beat the team and your team's trying to get over the hump. Okay, then maybe you get that same type of intensity in a regular season game. Then I can get down with that, right? Back in the day, Pittsburgh and Baltimore, those teams couldn't stand each other. Every time you turn it on, you knew there were going to be a lot of scoring, but you knew there were going to be big hits, people running their mouths. You knew it was going to be a war. Basketball, there's not a lot of that necessarily in the regular season. But you get to the postseason, now you start to get the physicality. Now you get to see these teams kind of losing their cool maybe a little bit with each other, especially if it's a six- or seven-game series. You can tell me whatever you want about the regular season, and I'm here to tell you, I'll take that Bucks net series last year any day over watching any regular season basketball. Any day. It's just it's a totally different experience. Let's go to Brad in Grafton. You're next here on Sparky's Midday Madness, presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. What's up, Brad? Hey, Sparky. I like the question. And it just you got me thinking because, I, I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm an old Jordan fan, so I'm an old school Bulls fan. And I, I just remember watching, you know, the Jordan rules and, and guys going down the lane, like you said, getting clobbered by Bill Ambeer or Anthony Mason on the Knicks or, you know, Ewing, all these guys. And, and then, you know, I just saw the Bulls and Bucks play that series and how the, the new NBA is and how it's so different from, I'm like, I just kept saying to my kids and my wife, I'm like, this is not the Bulls I'm used to watching. This is not, this is not the, the basketball, just to me, is just so different in, in, all in all. You know, guys just running down and shooting up threes every time. When Correct. Well, we're down by 20 points. Like, you, you're not going to catch up. You, you're not hitting your shots. And all he comes out playing up threes every two seconds. It's just like. I don't know. I, I guess I'm more of a old school NBA. Yeah, you like the the more physical play, Brad. Yeah. Yeah, Brad. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Yeah. So Brad's kind of with me on this. Give me the more physical play uh, versus watching a bunch of three point shooting going on. Milton Bowling tweets at twelve fifty a.m. The fan. I just want the refs to stop leaning towards the home team with the whistles. Just want a fair game called. Well, look, it's not going to happen. So I just want to move on. I just 
I'm sorry. It's not going to happen. You're always going to have superstars most of the time getting a benefit of the doubt. You are going to have sometimes maybe the home team gets a lean. Like very rarely, very rarely are you going to watch an NBA game and you're going to walk away and go, yep, that was that was pretty even. I was right down the middle. Like I don't think either team got favorited. More times than not, if you're honest and you watch a game, you'll feel like there's a lean one way or the other, I think. You may disagree, but over the course of time, that's how I felt. And when the Bucs were bad and the Bucs didn't have a superstar, it was always a lean the other way. Every game, over and over. And I screamed on post-game shows for years, if and when this team ever gets good and gets a superstar, it will change. And to a degree it has. Now, Giannis isn't getting calls necessarily, and I hear that, but he's also not getting called on charges either. Um, so there's that. So there's some of that give and take that goes along with it. But the whole series so far has been super physical, and they're not blowing the whistle a bunch. That last game, you know, he probably could have got to the line 15, 16 times. And he got there half of that because they're not blowing the whistle, and these, they're letting these guys play through it. And if you know that's how they're going to call the series – then you just have to adjust. You have to mentally toughen up, figure it out, and play through the contact and do what you do and not worry about anything else because you whining and crying every time you know they don't blow a whistle is just screwing your team because you're not hustling back down court to play defense. Just shut up and play. I mean, that's it. If I if I was Boonholzer or if I was any coach in the NBA playoffs right now, I'd just tell my players, guys, they're not calling it. They're not calling hardly anything. So for you to stop and argue about something that should be called, just you're wasting your time, you're wasting your breath. They've decided across the league for the playoffs, they're going to let you all play. So you're going to have to fight through the contact, deal with whatever happens under there. You can deliver your own punishment as well and go play. You just have to adjust. And that that's what the playoffs are all about. Now, if you get some, some refereeing crew in here that all of a sudden is going to call ticky-tack fouls, then you're going to have to adjust again throughout that game if something becomes completely different. But to this point, pretty much every series has had the same thing going on. And I, I don't see a change, and I really don't. Uh, okay, so... Coming up next, J.R. Radcliffe, training sports reporter for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. We'll cover some Brewers, some Bucks. All straight ahead here on Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Playoff tickets tonight, tomorrow, $8 for playoff tickets to see the Admirals. Make sure you get those tickets now at MilwaukeeAdmirals.com or just head over to the box office tonight at Milwaukee Panthers Arena. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM, the fan live from the Lakeland University studios, offering evening and online master's programs. Learn more at lakeland.edu slash get started. That's lakeland.edu slash get started. Joining me now on Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. J.R. Radcliffe, training sports reporter for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Follow him on Twitter at J.R. Radcliffe. J.R., thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Anytime, Sparky. How's it going? Oh, it's going good, man. Mother's Day weekend, uh, so lots of going on there, kids and sports and so forth. So, uh, yeah, you know, it never slows down. I, I know the feeling. Yes, I know it very well. No doubt. So, Jr. so I guess first things first, I, I wasn't going to bring this up or talk about it, but I just saw on Twitter 
uh, that Tim Shea, Bonamago Jr., one of our producers here, uh, tweeted to Bart Winkler, our morning show host, uh, that they are not doing shirts on Saturday, that they're doing towels at the Bucks game. And seemingly Bart Winkler and others were just very um, stressed out by the fact that people weren't putting their shirts on at the playoff games uh, at Pfizer Forum in the Bulls series. Uh, is that something to like, is that like a, a sign of like a fandom or something like it didn't bother me at all, but man, there were a lot of people stressed out about it. Yeah, I don't, I'll be honest. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get why people get so worked up about it. If you don't want to wear the shirt, uh, I, I, you know, it goes back to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out the birth date of this idea where, you know, you have the entire arena decked out in a singular color as it comes as it, as it relates to the NBA, I feel like that was first noticeable for me when the Warriors upset the Mavericks. The Warriors were the eighth seed, and they upset the Mavericks. It was Don Nelson, uh, that first-round series. I couldn't even tell you. That. 2007, eight. I'm not even sure. And I noticed that the Golden State fans really kind of got on my radar at that point, where they and they were all decked out in white. Maybe that's where it started, but you, you just don't need to recreate it. You know, like NBA fans have really expensive jerseys that they bought and brought to the game, and they don't get to wear out many other places. They're not going to want to cover that up with a, you know, with a giveaway T-shirt. I'm personally not a big fan of towels. Having seen what that does at Brewers playoff games, I feel like it mutes the crowd a little bit. I feel like they're so concentrating on waving, you don't get sure. the clapping and you don't get the the as much energy into other sort of other noise making ventures. So you know, I'd be, I'd be cool if we just didn't do a giveaway at all. No, like, no, that, no, so no, no. You just have to do the right giveaway, right? So if at the end of the day it's about making noise, if that's what it's about, then you go back old school Sacramento King style. You have cowbells. That that's that's how you do it. You want to make a bunch of noise and create a bunch of ruckus? Give everybody a cowbell. Give everybody a cowbell with the Bucks logo on it, and your 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 point will be made. I promise. The Brewers used to give away seat cushions. Those That's were another very popular one. Popular in the '80s and '90s, and yep. you know, if if you want to focus your energy, you can you can make a lot of noise with those guys. You can slap them together, slap them against the seats, whatever you want to do. Uh, so, so that's, those, that's a route to go as well. They had the blow up uh, sticks or whatever those the thunder sticks, didn't they? In the playoffs mm-hmm. that one year too, uh, at, at Miller like Park, 2000, 2000, I think. They, uh, L.A. Angels, they they pulled that off, right? Yeah, they or had the thunder sticks. Yeah, the thunder sticks. The thunder sticks were cool because you could smack them against each other. They had the rally towels. The first game. This was the first year the Brewers were in the playoffs in twenty six years or whatever. So the first game was towels, and then the second game was thunder sticks. And I believe when I brought this up last year, I think Rick Schlesinger said that they're no longer allowed. Um, I, I think that they may. They may have uh, said Major League Baseball that they're not allowed anymore. I've always been a fan of the cowbell. Like going to an Admirals game, people got their cowbells and ringing their cowbells or whatever. Like I'm, I'm all about the cowbell because that will make noise and that will uh, obviously uh, distract. Let's also talk about the other thing that's been hot on Twitter, uh, and that is these Brewers City Connect uh, deal with their hat, an apparent leak. It appears from UniWatch, who apparently is on top of everything. Uh, and mm-hmm. it's a different shade of blue. Have you seen this hat out there? Um, yeah. It's a different shade of blue. It's got the MKE and kind of like block lettering and kind of like the 414 under it. And then it looks like it has the words Brew Crew also spelled. Um, and the blue is different from the like the Brewer blue. And the yellow is different as well. Uh, what do you think of those? Well, that's a, it's a little bit closer to the powder blue that the Brewers used to rock back in the 80s that sure. I know people really, really like. Uh, they've, they've busted those out for um, – the, the one game I remember was actually in St. Louis when they kind of recreated that 
uh, Suds series in 1982, and they right. had some powder blues. Those are really sweet. So if it's close to that, I can, I can, I would definitely be behind that. It, it kind of to me. You know, the hat has sort of the 414 baked into the logo. Uh, I wasn't sure if that meant that they were going to kind of lean into the people's flag look. It kind of fits that color scheme uh, with the, you know, with the sort of sun setting that's a very popular flag. They've had other merchandise that has included the people's flag. So that would not surprise me. Like, say, the jersey is sort of a sort of a recreation of that. And you get the circular new Brewers logo sinking into the lake instead of just the, 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 the circle, the white circle. That would be, that'd be awesome. I would love to see that. I also thought maybe it was a, it was a home bridge thing. You know, the, the color scheme is awful close to what you see, sure. you know, if, uh, if you're on the east side checking out the home bridge. So, so maybe that's played into it as well. Obviously, the whole point of City Connect is to tie into the city where you play. Either one of those things certainly accomplishes that. So um, home bridge might be a little more obscure than the flag. Actually, I'm not, I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure. I don't know so, why. Uh, I don't know why my brain is taking me where it's taking me when I look at this. When I look at this, I think of the movie Back to the Future. I'm not quite sure why, uh, but that that's that's where my brain takes me. I, I I think it's the brew crew, maybe the the lettering of how it's it's framed or something. I don't know, but that, that's what I think yeah. of when I look at it. So, yeah, nothing gets people more excited than New Jersey's, even yes. if they're for just a few games. Like we see this in the NBA every year, which they're very smart. I think at kind of introducing a new look for a few games every single year. That's very smart. Uh, hopefully, there's more of this. I mean, even if it even if it's terrible, it's just for a few games. You don't have to really like you, you know you don't have to really incorporate it into your life or anything, and you move on. And then maybe there's a different look, you know, a f- few years down the line. I think that'd be that'd be pretty sweet. They stole it from NASCAR. I've been saying it for years. They looked at NASCAR and all the paint designs that they have for all these different races, races, and then all the diecast cars and all the shirts and all the jackets that go along with all these different paint schemes every year and realize, why don't we do something like that? These people will just continue to buy the six different variations of Yana's jerseys each and every year to say that they have that version of it. Right? Now, I'm not a, I'm not a student of NASCAR, but isn't the restrictor plate meant to depress Speed. So baseball yes. is also taking a cue from NASCAR very by good. making the ball not fly as far. Well done by, by baseball following that, the NASCAR that, model. That very good. See, and I did not put those two together, but you are absolutely correct. And <laughs> actually, like the humidor really is the restrictor play part of it for sure. They did it in Colorado. Right. Clearly, uh, I, I'm not sure what happened, but it was home run derby at American Family Field the last couple of series. Yeah, it sure was. Totally different ball. I mean, 20 home runs in six games. Like, I, I mean, this is a team that hit 11 of them in 16 games. So I don't, I don't know how anyone could have possibly seen that coming. You know, you got Willie Adamas, who's playing. Just, he's just hitting the ball out, outstanding. He's kind of the beating heart of this team. That was the case last year. You're seeing it again this year. And yep. he, he seems to have, you know, he's, he's a self-described slow starter, which, which I know a lot of guys are. And, and really, even though he did, I guess, like everybody else, kind of start slow, you look at his numbers now and they, they look pretty good and, and only getting better. So that's encouraging. And then, you know, Christian Yelich did not have a stretch of eight games like he just has just had here this year. He, he didn't have that the last two seasons. You can't find a better OPS than what he's put together the last eight games for any stretch, any any similar stretch last season or the year before. So uh, obviously we're all kind of looking for that sign that Christian Yelich is back, quote unquote. You know, and I think everyone understands we're not going to get the MVP version of him probably, but but we might get an approximation of it, and that. That would obviously be the biggest takeaway of all. You know, if those two guys are swinging a hot bat, you don't really need that many other guys doing likewise. And yet, you still have Telez, who's hitting for power. A few other guys are warming up. Luis Arias looks great out of the gate since he came back off of the injured list. And every one of them's hitting home runs. So, uh, so if this uh, if this is real, and they're not going to go back into their funk where they where they can't hit the ball out at all, 
the Brewers are, are as scary as any team in the National League, including the Dodgers. Like this is this is an outstanding baseball team. I, I like to give Rick Schlesinger, uh, the president of business operations of the Brewers, a lot of credit for everything they've done. Uh, over under on when the announcement will come that they will have some type of uh, rally bell giveaway before the end of the year. <laughs> oh man, I have no idea. Have uh, to. Let's say it uh, has to happen. I mean. I mean, yeah, you're right. Or at least merchandise incorporating the ballot. You got to capitalize. There was beast mode stuff all over the place, or T plus merchandise all over the place. They know. They know when the don't forget about the dog. Oh my goodness, Hank. Ballpark ballpark pup Hank and his yes many iterations. Yes, yes, um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, we're back on the topic of whether or not you want to equip every fan with a bell. Yes, like I do. Proposition, but yes, mm, maybe, maybe. Yes, I think it's great. One last thing for you. We have not mm-hmm. talked about it on the air. I have vented about it off the air, um, and I didn't want to do it necessarily in the big show, so I figured I'd do it on Sparky's Midday Madness. Uh, the 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 new uh, painting of Giannis downtown on a side of a building. Um, yeah. Uh, like it or not like it? I like it. It's an, it's uh, I'm actually kind of I can't quite see the building from where I'm sitting right now in my office downtown, but it's right around the corner here, and uh, and I like it because it's on my way in, and I think it's pretty cool seeing it develop. Uh, do people not like it? I guess I wasn't aware there no, was a contingent that, that had hard no. feelings about it. No, I, I don't like it. I, and the first thing I said when I saw it was they're doing a picture of his back. Like you're, you've you decided that the mural is going to be of his back. And I get the, well, look at LeBron, the famous pole with his arms out. Okay, fine. That was marketed in everything about it. Like, I get it, right? Totally understand that was a marketing thing. Giannis doesn't have anything marketed around with his back, with him standing, looking away from anything. I guess that's my only thing. Like, if I'm going to do a mural, I want to see the guy's face. For me, personally. I mean, obviously it serves the purpose, but, you know. Yeah, I hadn't given it all that much thought. I, I'm guessing the LeBron look is sort of the inspiration behind that particular probably choice. I don't know if you want to make it crystal clear. You know, like sometimes you see murals of people and the faces are, you know, they're close, but they're not perfect. And maybe this is a way to, to say, no, that's definitely Giannis. We don't want there to be any doubt because uh, you've, got, you've got his name there on the back of his jersey. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I hadn't given that a lot of thought. I guess I guess to me it doesn't doesn't make a huge difference. It's uh, it's still very clearly Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis, and I think that's pretty cool. I mean, good muscle definition on the arms and stuff. Like I think that that's mm-hmm. pretty good. The uniform I think is is pretty well done uh, as well. What is it? Six hundred East uh, is the is the building that it's on the side yeah. of. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I think it's very well done. I just would I rather would have seen the face. I'm being a nitpicky Bucks fan like always. Uh, Jr. Ratcliffe, follow him on Twitter at Jr. Ratcliffe. Thanks so much for coming on, man. Have a good weekend. Absolutely. You too, Sparky. Catch you later. Take care. There he is. J.R. Radcliffe on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. If applying for a home renovation loan has you feeling anxious, well, breathe. And let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com today. President of the Milwaukee Admirals, John Greenberg, up next to talk about Admirals playoff hockey, which starts tonight. Straight ahead here on Sparky's Midday Madness, presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in. Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. As we broadcast live from the Lakeland University Studios, offering evening and online master's programs, Learn more at lakeland.edu slash get started. AR Adam Roberts, executive producer on the other side of the glass. Rami Makhlouf off today. Toby Altizer filling in for him. So he'll be joining us here in the next 10, 15 minutes. Talk about what's coming up on his show uh, at 3 o'clock. Joining us now, president of the Milwaukee Admirals, John Greenberg here on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. John, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely, Sparky. Thanks for having me. All right, got to get the word out. That's the goal here. I heard you on Bart uh, yesterday morning, and we got to continue to get the word out. Admirals in the playoffs, Manitoba Moose, game one of the division semifinals tonight at 7 o'clock at Panther Arena. And I always say uh, on my show, uh, Admirals Hockey, affordable family fun, and it can't be more affordable than what you're doing for the next two games. No, we uh... – uh, we go ahead in the playoffs and, you know, to get people's uh, attention, uh, we actually slash our prices, which is certainly counterintuitive to what people might think for the playoffs. But uh, our cheapest ticket now is uh, $8, uh, which is half of what our normal cheapest, cheapest ticket is. So um, 8 bucks, you can come and see playoff hockey tonight. Our ticket ranges are from $8 up to 30 Uh We've got tickets available uh, throughout the building and uh, trying to build as nice a crowd and enthusiastic a crowd as we can get for tonight and tomorrow. It should be a lot of fun. We had J.R. Radcliffe on from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel earlier, uh, and we were talking about the Bucks are doing a towel giveaway. Before that, they did a shirt giveaway, and good old Bart Winkler in the morning was offended that people didn't put the shirts on uh, and so forth. <laughs> uh, and I brought up that I, I just like the good old-fashioned cowbell. And I know going to Admirals games, people have their cowbells that they're ringing uh, at Admirals games as well. I mean, you were with the Brewers for a long time, and now with the Admirals. Do you have a favorite fan giveaway uh, as a guy in an organization over the so many years that you really like? I've always been, frankly, a big fan of uh, just practical items, something with our logo on it that people are going to use, you know, outside of the building. Uh, you know, the the Palermo's pizza cutter uh, is used in my house uh, more often than it should be because I'm probably one. eating too many pizzas. We but, do too. Uh, Same so, thing. You know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that those pizzas, you know, the things like that, I, I are big fans of. You know, of course, you know. Quirky bobbleheads, the Troy Grosnick uh, cheesehead bobblehead, the Matt Donovan bobblehead, you know, making him look like Bigfoot uh, this year. The, you know, the fun things like that are always uh, uh, very good as well. And um, I think, you know, people enjoy getting things that they can uh, display in their offices or, you know, wear around the summer. So a T-shirt or things like that are certainly are fun items to be able to give out to people. And this weekend we're going to do, uh, we've got a, a, a 1,500 
uh, fan fans tonight, which is a really nice piece of art that you fold up almost like a uh, like a fan. Sure. And then you kind of slap it on your leg, and it makes an enormous amount of noise. So there you go. We want people to make their own noise, but but any extra noise we can get would be much appreciated. So what about from the player perspective? Like, do you hear feedback from players like, hey, man, we need this as loud as possible. Let's, let's have some fun, give them something they can make a lot of noise with. Or do the players tend not to kind of go that way of wanting the noise? Because as a fan, you think all that noise really helps the players on the ice, but does it really at the end of the day? It does. Um, you know, players love a great atmosphere. Um, they could tell when they go out there, you know, uh, after the national anthem, if we have a great national anthem and it leads into, you know, a great start to the game and people are totally into it, you can tell. And I think for playoff games, we're going to have all of the above. So I'm excited for, uh, for doing that. And our players absolutely notice that. And, you know, the better the atmosphere, the better, uh, their energy level is. I don't think they'll need a whole lot of help for the playoffs, but, uh, Every every little bit is going to help. No doubt. And I always talk about the family entertainment that you get at an Admirals game. You know, if you have kids uh, that are smaller kids, you guys do a great job of entertaining them as well. Well, we try. Uh, you know, it's for, we're here for all ages. You know, if you're bringing your kids to the game, we want to make it as affordable as we can. You know, Roscoe is certainly around the building, and uh, you get to see a fun uh, sporting event that should keep your attention for a couple hours. And if you're a uh, if you're a senior citizen, the same thing. I mean, we're we're here for all ages. Like I mean, the entertainment, like the uh, the the slingshot uh, hockey puck, the human hockey puck type thing towards the thing. I mean, there's always something going on on the ice in between periods or whatever the case may be uh, to keep the kids' attention so they don't get bored. Yeah, for sure. And uh, you know that's a big part of our mission here is to uh, entertain you from the minute you walk through the door until the minute that you leave and. Um, everything that goes on with uh, with the game and then the intermissions, the TV timeouts, uh, around the concourses, everything else going on. We truly try to make this a, a fun experience and give you a chance to come out and relax for a couple hours. I'll be and I will tell you I'm not very relaxed right now, but it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun night. I hope people will come out. So get your tickets. Uh, obviously tonight you can just go up to the box office and get them there. You can get them at uh, MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. Seven o'clock puck drop tonight at Panther Arena. Manitoba Moose, long rival of the Admirals, dating back years and years and years and years. Uh, and then tickets start at eight dollars. And then tomorrow night you guys are right back at, at it again tomorrow night. Yeah, six o'clock uh, right here for game two. And uh, uh, awesome thing, you know, the Bucks are playing at two thirty. So you, when they finish, just walk right down the street and come on in and see us. We uh, we'll give you a great uh, a full day doubleheader of uh, playoff uh, intensity and action. And I think uh, especially if you're going and you're not going to be inside the Fiserv uh, tomorrow, uh, come out. Get, we'll give help you get a ticket to uh, get inside our building and have some fun with us too. It's awesome, John Greenberg of the Milwaukee Admirals, president of the Milwaukee Admirals, joining us here at Sparky's Midday Madness. Follow him on Twitter at John Admirals at J O N Admirals. Thanks for coming on, man. I'm sure you guys will have a raucous crowd tonight and tomorrow night. I appreciate it, Sparky, and uh, we look forward to it. I look forward to seeing everybody out here. Sounds good. There he is, John Greenberg on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline of applying for home renovation loan. Has you feeling anxious? Breathe and let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com today. We happen to have a hockey fan on the show um, of the Toronto Maple Leafs, I believe is who AR said, Adam That's Roberts. That's right. Have you ever been to a playoff hockey game, NHL, AHL, or whatever the case may be? Sadly, no. As uh, rooting for a team in another country, it's been kind of difficult to orchestrate a playoff game. Also, the Leafs 
usually are out after the first two rounds, so I haven't been able to see meaningful playoff hockey from them a lot over the years. This year, we're hoping for difference because we're split with the uh, Lightning. That first game was great. Game two, yeah, whatever. Um, but no, I have not. Now, you mentioned $8 playoff tickets, and I think it bears repeating that is very abnormal for any team marketing-wise to do yes. is to drop those ticket prices for a postseason game. You will not see that in almost any other sport, which marketing is great. It's kind of almost convinced me tomorrow because my girlfriend will be working all day at the rave. I got nothing to do. I don't work at my other job till Sunday. I might go watch them play off hockey. I'm telling you, man, $8, you can't beat it. And they got a lot of local uh uh, restaurants down there that do concession stands like Saz's. Love me some Saz's, man. They, Steve and the, the gang do a great job over at Saz's. So, like, they got a lot of great food that you can get as well. Um, just really, really uh, good, fun stuff going on at the Admirals. Again, tonight, 7 o'clock. Tomorrow night, 6 o'clock. Uh, get your tickets now. Coming up next, Toby Altizer is coming up uh, with The Rami Show. And we'll find out what's going on with that show straight ahead here on Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Welcome in. It is Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fan. It's going to be summertime at some point next week, baby. Yeah, well, we'll see. I'm not getting my hopes up. I I just saw uh, a tweet from Mark Baden from Channel 12 uh, that said, this is the difference between inland and by the lake and drew the line in the state and said, "Okay, next week, 60s and 70s where we are. uh, And then west of said line, it's in the 80s all next week. I will gladly take 70s. That's fine for me. Well, yeah, I mean, it works for you. I mean, I, I'm fine with it. I'm just saying. Summer's for me. When we start getting in the 80s regularly, now we're in the summer. I mean... I prefer se- 70s. Of course you do. I mean, what, okay, so why do you prefer 70s? Well, I get hot and sweaty. So Hot I, and sweaty, right. 80 degrees too hot for me. Right, Let Rami Makhlouf, same way. Like, just it's keep me away from the 80s, keep me in the 60s, Rami as happy as a lark. I don't know. I like it a little bit warmer out. I don't like my girl. She likes it around a hundred. Like no. if it was up to her, if it was in the nineties and around a hundred every day, she'd be happier than a lark. Like that's what Arizona. she's about. Yeah, I don't want to move it to Arizona. No interest. Um, but yeah. So I mean, that's that's the difference, I guess. All right, what's coming up on your show at three o'clock? Yeah, I mean, I want to preview Game 3 for the Bucks and the Celtics. want to look at what happened in Games 1 and 2, what adjustments you want to see in Game 3. I was listening to the big show the other day, driving home. Mike the Painter called and made me have a little bit of a light bulb moment. Mike the Painter gave me a light bulb moment. How Go about that? Go Mike huh? the Painter. Yeah, so Good his, job, buddy. His call gave me a little bit nice. of a light bulb moment of what the Bucks need to do, so I want to talk a little bit about that. Look around the NBA playoffs. Ryan Horvat's going to join the show at 345, so, you know, that'll be a good conversation Always. with him. Always. Always. Then I want to talk a little bit about Christian Yelich. Looks like he's a lot better. I mean, he looks back to me. Who do they play? I understand that, but I'm going off of what I saw with my eyes. I saw the same thing you saw with your eyes. He, he looked good swinging he, the bat. We did this question earlier. What does Yelich have to do to prove to you he has turned things around? And we were going to do it for two segments, but because we got sidetracked, we ended up doing it for one segment uh, back in the first hour. So we never really got into it per se like I wanted to. But for me, it's June 1st. Like, let's see what he looks like come June 1st. Because what well, this is what's going to happen. We're all excited, and I get it. And J.R. Radcliffe was on uh, earlier in the show from the Walker Journal Settle and said, Sparky, if you look back, he never had a seven mm-hmm. or eight game stretch like this at all last year at any point. Mm-hmm. So that's positive. No question. But I don't want to let myself get to thinking, okay, here we go. 
And then all of a sudden, the Atlanta series gets done. He has one hit. And then we're right back here on Monday going, oh, crap. Well, maybe we overreacted because they were playing yeah. bad teams. No, I get so that. So I, I, I'm kind of pumping the brakes a little bit. Want to see. Now, having said that, I will say this. I want them to leave the top of that lineup alone. I want Urias to be the permanent leadoff hitter. I want Yelich to stay at two, Adamas at three, Tellez at four. Then you can put McCutcheon at five or six or wherever and let Wong be the nine hitter. Let him be that other leadoff guy kind of in front of Urias. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know if Colton Wong is going to like that. He'll probably hate it. I'm guessing because nobody wants to hit the bottom of the lineup. But I, I think that's the way to go because now you're talking your first, what, five, six hitters, well, probably even more than that, all have the ability to take the ball out of the yard on one swing. I mean, you are stacked all the way down. Yeah, I like that, and for me, I, I get where you're a little bit hesitant because, yeah, I was against very bad baseball teams and probably historically maybe one of the worst. They could go down as the worst baseball team in Well, you got history. that Orioles team that started like 0-21 or 0-22, whatever the hell it was that one year, uh, years ago for the Orioles. But, yeah, this is pretty bad. I yeah, mean, There is no question this is pretty bad. But for me, the swing that kind of showed me that maybe I have a little confidence that he was back the homers that he's hit before were off of change-ups that were mistakes right down the middle that any major league hitter can take out of the ballpark. Sure. He hit one that was 99 down and in. Mm-hmm. I understand that Hunter Green gave up home runs to everyone in the can't Brewers spot lineup. A, can't spot a fastball, save his life. But, and that's the problem. He can throw the hell out of it, but if you can't spot it, guys at this level are going to hit it. But the last two years, everyone else would get in on the hit parade, and Christian Yelich would ground out to second on that pitch. Correct. So him driving the baseball, staying on balance. Seeing the ball better. Seeing the ball a lot better. Uh, that gave me a lot of confidence that I think he could be back to, I don't know, MVP form, because I don't think we'll ever I see that again. don't care about MVP form. I want 280 or so, 30 home runs. I want that Marlins hitter yes, that they traded right. for. Yes, right. Exactly. 280, 30 home runs, and I'm good. Like, somewhere in that area, he doesn't have to hit 330. He doesn't have to hit 50 home runs. You know, 30-plus and around 280, like that's more than enough, especially if they leave him in that two hole and let Willie Adamas and Rowdy Tellers and McCutcheon be the guys that drive him back. Furthermore, if you decide you want to go make a trade later for another bat, now Urias is giving you the opportunity to put him at second and allow you to go to get a bigger bat at third base if that's what you want to do. Or you could move Kane. Uh, and go find a bat to play in center field like Cedric Mullins in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. You'd have to give a bunch of prospects. But that that would be another option where Mullins then becomes your center fielder. You add a bat. I'm not convinced just because they had 20 home runs that all of a sudden they have one of the best offenses in baseball. Because that's all I see on Twitter today. It's, oh, they're this and run <laughs> scored. Oh, they're this and on base percentage. And they're this and they're that. And they're... Stop. Stop. Like, to me, these numbers are ridiculous. And they don't matter. Because you get 19 games against that crap-ass Reds team. You get 19 against the Cubs. More bad games against the Pirates. So their numbers are going to be deceiving. I promise you. So it's going to have to be one of these things where during the season, it's going to be, okay, where do they fit? How have they hit outside of the division? Well, and like, this, That's what I'm going to want to know during the year. This series starting tonight is a good litmus test Braves for you. For sure. you. You come yes. out of a, a series against the Reds. You come out of a homestand against the Cubs and the Reds where you're just destroying the cover off the baseball. Now let's see if you can do it against real Major Correct. League Baseball teams. Exactly. So I, I think that's good. Uh, coming up at 415 as well, I don't think we've ever had him on the station before. Jake Reitz. Nope. Uh, he's guy that does a lot of Bucks film on Twitter. I'm excited to see what he has to say going into Game 3. Again, just some adjustments for the Bucks to make going into that. 
draft mockery, some pick a lane. And then at 5.30 yesterday, Rami talked to Lisa Byington. And Heard it. Brewers game was on, so I'm sure some people Brewers game was too. over. So, uh, Brewers game was over. I'm listening, waiting for Tim. And I'm hearing Rami talk to Byington. I'm like, okay, he's done after this one. And then he asked Byington another question. Then he asked Byington another question. <laughs> I was like, oh, Tim's got to be just blowing a gasket <laughs> trying to get on the air. And he's had, interviewing Lisa Byington. Well, either way, you can hear Lisa Byington again. It was a good interview. At 5:30. It was a good interview. I listened so to the whole thing. But the Bruce game that. was over. So there were a lot of people that flipped to hear Tim and heard Lisa Byington. <laughs> so maybe they heard Rami. the second half of the we interview. We told Tim that Lisa half. was going to be on at yeah. 3:45. They, they had part of it. Yeah, they, they heard part of it for sure. I heard part of it because, like I said, the game was over. I flipped over and there was, she was. So a very good interview. I had her counterpart, Marcus Johnson, on. Big show actually earlier today. What do you have to say? Um, well, the the memorable part of the interview is when I brought up the the physicality of what we're seeing in the playoffs, and then he just busted out laughing and said, "You call that physical? What we're watching? And <laughs> go take you back to the '80s, Sparky, and show you. You know, um, it doesn't feel like he's all that concerned about this series necessarily no. uh, at this point. I think for me, it's just about if Giannis is going to show out or not. If Giannis doesn't show out in this game, I'm going to be very concerned. I'm just being honest. If if Giannis, you know, comes up with 25 and 12, that's not good enough. That's not going to work. Like I, I truly believe that he's going to slow 35, 40, maybe more than that, and just go off and be like, y'all think they're my kryptonite? Y'all think they got a game plan to stop me? Let me show you what this is all about, right? And I, I think that's what's going to happen. And the other two things I want to see is Brooke Lopez. He better get more involved in this offense yeah. and have more than two shots. More than two shots. And Grayson Allen, I want around five three-pointers attempted at least. At least. Th- that, that's what I'm looking for. And as I've suggested on the air, we'll see if they do it, uh, is I want Brooke Lopez to go old school with Brooke Lopez. Bounce the ball to him down in the block with Grayson Allen. He makes two, three, four of those in a row because they're not going to be able to stop him down there. No. He does that. Now they're going to have to collapse. Once that happens, now you don't have to rely on Giannis and Drew to get to the rim to kick it out. Yep. Now Brooke can kick it out on doubles, and you got wide-open shooters. We'll now, give Giannis a little we'll bit see. of a break a couple times yes. down the floor as well. Yeah, Exactly. Totally agree. Right. He is Toby Altizer. He's up next here at 3 o'clock on The Romney Show. Enjoy the rest of your afternoon. Have a good Mother's Day weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday. Toodles! Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.